check, check. Welcome back to the Who Cares Podcast, gay boys. Fuck me. Fuck. Welcome back to the Who Actually Fucking Cares Podcast. The best, worst podcast in the motherfucking world, homie. And even though I'm a little bit late bringing this up, I know people don't actually listen to shit when it comes out, or if they ever even do. Doesn't matter. Okay, today's episode is brought to you by the passing of the late, the great, Larry King. Larry David? One of the Larrys is dead for sure. Okay, and that's like such a tragedy. It really, really is very sad and shit, or whatever. Actually, I don't care, okay? And if you do, I'm just curious, why? Did you even know him? Did you know any celebrity that you pretended to give a shit about after they died? No, okay, so shut the fuck up. I think that's probably the most recurring theme of this podcast, and I really mean that. Nobody cares what you think, or that you're all sad and shit. Stop posting about every celebrity's death on social media. Doing that is at best fucking ridiculous. The most likely scenario is, you're just looking for attention. You're hoping to be retweeted or gain followers by feigning some sort of mutual interest with other people who are only pretending as well to give a fuck about a stranger, when really, the truth is, you're all actually only interested in yourselves. I don't get this gay attempt to receive a dopamine hit from other self-absorbed twats who, can I be real, they won't give a singular shit about it when you die a painfully slow death. A death that you die all alone because you chose to forego focusing on the people in your life who still might actually need your time and your attention. These celebrities, <coughs> excuse me, false idols, never even knew that you specifically existed. And the only value that you have to them is the extent to which you keep them relevant. They're doing the same selfish bullshit that you're trying to do. The only difference is they are now and will forever be better at that self-serving game than you will ever be, okay? It's really simple. That being said, Larry King is the shit. Well, was the shit. The point is, you ain't shit. So cut the shut and shit the fuck up. Now look guys, I'm kind of retarded, but I'm not dumb. Like, am I an insensitive asshole? Sure, but that doesn't mean that I'm being a dick. Now, I get that it's confusing for you small brains out there. I mean, after all, they're only like two inches apart, but I'm not being a dick. How do I know? Because I've spent my entire life getting fucked just like a stupid asshole, okay? My entire life, the dicks of this world have fucked my tight little asshole. Metaphorically. What I'm saying is, I'm not just being rude for its own sake. See, I was raised in a good Christian home, where we didn't just believe that Jesus Christ did some dope shit, even though he did. We followed his example that honesty is always the best policy, even and maybe especially when people don't want to hear it. So can I be honest with you? Can I tell the truth, you know, one last time, before the Biden regime makes that shit illegal too? Look, like Jesus before him, Larry King is now dead, and someone's got to fill their shoes. But who? And I'm not trying to say it's gonna be me, okay? Let's do this. Since this is a live show, uh, I'll ask, who among us will take the crown in Christ's stead? Who among us will take the golden mic from Larry King's stiff, corpse-like grip? Anyone? Fine. I'll do it myself. Despite the fact that it puts everything I've built and all that I've worked for on the line, I will risk it all for you, the people. Very Christ-like indeed when you think about it. But what fucking risk, you might ask? Well, if you recall, first my likeness was utilized by some Canadian cunt at Eternal Boomer on Twitter, aka Day of the Rake, probably using some advanced Canadian knockoff of the CIA's deepfake technology that we knocked off from China. 
Then in the last episode, during a live broadcast, getting the truth to the people, our airwaves were hacked by some US-based neoliberal fascist known as at my Kamala on Twitter, aka Kamala my mommy. Jesus Christ. He was attempting to silence me, threaten my livelihood, and by extension, threaten you, the freedom fighters, my fellow God-fearing online shitposters. And I will not stand for this. For you see, I am currently sitting down, in the bunker, undeterred and steadfast in my duty to you, the people, bringing you nothing short of the deeper truths that lie behind the veil of their pseudo-reality. I'm doing God's work, because it would appear that he's decided to take a few days off and allow these devils to test our faith. But we, and more importantly, I will not be shaken. And might I add, I'm remaining extremely motherfucking humble in the process. Think about it, okay? Putting on your big boy caps now. Do you really think that it was a coincidence that this show was hacked mere days before Larry King's passing? Hmm? I don't know. It's hard to say. What I do know is this is our moment. That is made ever more clear by the undeniable fact that someone or some international group is trying desperately to subvert the totally important shit that we, me, I've got going on here. And I'm sorry this episode's a bit late, Patriots. Although you may think I've been distracted by the fact that my wife may give birth at any moment, I haven't actually been focused on that gay shit. Those last few episodes were merely a smokescreen, a tool used to suss out those who would see us undone by presenting them an easy target. Ha! <laughs> they really did think that it was going to be that easy to destroy me, to get me to tuck my tail between my legs and go into hiding. You stupid bitches. You think I'm afraid that you'll come for my daughter? Fucking fools. I don't give a shit about that, okay? I only care about my message. That's all that matters to me. Hell, I could just make another kid. That ain't no sweat off my balls. For obvious reasons, I've been spending more time tracking down the US-based operative. Okay, I'm not really gonna waste my time with that Canadian threat. As we all know, there is no greater threat to the American public than the shadow network of that very same government. The only thing I probably need to worry about from the Canadian is catching the big gay. But as we've established in previous episodes, <laughs> I'm way too straight for that type of shit. Rest assured, dear listeners, we will see this anarchist DNC bootlicker brought to justice. Not that pansy-ass, liberal-run court system that we have now, but I'm talking street justice, okay? The foundation of our once-great American legal system. Rack them up on the wall and let them have it. Metaphorically. In Minecraft. To aid in this effort, I have spent the last week or so crafting a network of spies. A spider network of spies, whose wingspan reaches far and is just wide enough to gather the necessary intel while still flying under the radar of the elites. To accomplish this daunting task, I have seen fit to enlist normie foot soldiers. People, he, she, they, sir, or whatever the fuck that dirty rat thinks themselves to be, would never see coming. They have spent countless minutes over the past couple weeks between episodes, hacking the mainframe, sifting through the subnet, and deciphering the source code. All shit I am also thoroughly aware of, and I understand how it works. That kind of stuff. Okay, to track down this at my Kamala. So to recap... We're currently at threat level, what the actual fuck. More on this next week. For now, I'm gonna be real with you bitches for a second. It's probably no surprise that I suffer from depression, and I know, boo hoo is me and all that shit. That's not what I'm getting at here. As a mentally stunted individual, I feel that I am well qualified to speak definitively about the merits, or more specifically, the lack thereof, of therapy. One time, one of the rapists, sorry, therapists, Actually, nah, they are kind of like rapists, like a mind rapist. Think about it. All they do is say stupid shit like, it's okay to be who you are. It's okay to 
need to break away from your day-to-day responsibilities sometimes and focus on getting, like, you know, the help you need and shit. Did you know that depression is the leading cause of disability in the entire world? Oh, really? Because it seems more like the leading cause of excuses in the entire world. Look at me. I'm fucking always upset. I hate myself, and rightfully so. I feel guilty all the time because I can't reciprocate the emotions and feelings of attachment that others get to enjoy, and I feel like a royal cunt 24-7. But I still go to work, okay? I still do my fucking job, and I don't waste people's times by endlessly pissing and moaning on the internet about how sad I feel all the time. Get over yourselves. Oh, you're sad? Oh, is that why you have to shirk your responsibilities at work and make the day harder for everyone else, including me? Probably most importantly me. Not that that's all I care about, but I mean, you're listening to my show, so you get it. You're just gonna make shit harder for everyone else, huh? Even though they don't want to be there either and they got their own shit they're going through? Get your fucking shit together. You're not special. Nobody's really happy. Maybe find someone who tolerates your bullshit to talk to. Not me, obviously, but someone. Anyone else. But do not, I repeat, do not get sucked into the trap of pain and, air quotes, expert to help you, okay? Are there some good therapists out there? Probably not. But maybe, I don't know, whatever. The problem with trusting some random prick with a degree who helps people for a living is just that. That's their fucking job. Think about all the time you piss away at work just milking the clock and accomplishing nothing. Do you really think that they're not doing the same thing? What incentive do they have to ever actually help you get better? If they did, wouldn't they be out of a fucking job? Instead, they talk in circles and say stupid shit like, clinical depression is a medical disorder, and it won't go away just because you want it to. Oh, oh, really? No shit, moron. See, it's just more excuses. Looks like that $80,000 degree is really paying off. Literally zero problems in your life will ever go away just because you want them to. That goes without saying. My retarded younger brother gets that. Okay, problems in life take hard work and perseverance. It requires you to force yourself to change in every moment that you're experiencing those challenges. Take note of the things that actually matter to you when you're not in a depression spiral. And when the storm is finally upon you, just work towards the betterment of those relationships and goals that you actually gave a shit about when you were feeling better. And eventually, the tide will subside. Um, oh man, but won't it like just happen again? Yes, life is generally a fucking nightmare. And we just need to accept that. But instead of imparting on you that harsh but very true reality, what do they tell you the bestest way to address your problems is? Is just to continue therapy because again, the problem won't go away on its own, right? Thus ensuring that they get a continued paycheck for themselves, okay? It's all about them. Because their mortgage payment or the new car that they really want to get are the only problems they're actually interested in fixing. But charging a few hundred dollars an hour for pretending to listen is never enough for these people. So what do these parasites do next? They prescribe you medicine, allegedly, to keep you addicted to a series of pharmaceuticals that will never cure your disease. When this happens, people treat that shit like this is just their life now. Okay, when's the last time you heard of someone getting off pills completely? Fucking never. They just switch to the next brand, causing them to not only be dependent on these fucking drugs, but then they also have to waste all their money on a false sense of contentment, okay? Then they gotta keep emptying their wallet for these fucking drug dealers. And what happens next? All they do is struggle to get by because like most people, they probably live paycheck to paycheck. Now they're unable to control their own mind because you haven't given them the tools to actually improve themselves. Instead, you gave them drugs, okay? And guess what? Those drugs are expensive as shit. Now they can't ever save money to better their own day-to-day lives and build a sense of security for the future. Thus giving them another trigger to spiral back down into a depressive state, making their sickness worse. So what's the solution? Oh, holy shit! 
Who could have guessed it? More therapy and more pills. Bravo. At least when people like me self-medicate, we can still recognize that we have simply traded one problem for another. When you prescribe worse drugs than the ones I use to fix my problems, people then operate under the delusion that this is normal and should just be considered a good thing. Fuck that and fuck you. People need to know that they can work through their own shit. Sometimes they need help, but they need it from people who are actually in their lives. People that don't charge them for their time because they can see that you're at least trying to work through your own shit. That's all it really takes. And those are the people you can trust to genuinely have the right intentions for your well-being. And I guess that's fucking it. We're gonna be diving deeper into this mystery of this fucking homo that is trying to subvert us. But that'll be next week. Thanks for listening, bitches. Make sure you fuck with your boy on Twitter at WhoCaresKYS, a.k.a. BasedNPR. Make sure you leave five stars on whatever fucking bullshit platform you listen to this shit show on. Maybe it'll help the podcast. I don't know. Does this help me? I have no fucking idea. What am I doing? Bye. Peace, bitches. Denny out.